Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1 Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Mercy and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and the Lord, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace. And in the renewal of our lives, make known your heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for the second Sunday after Epiphany is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 to 24. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. But test everything, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Today we pick up where we left off last week as we prepare ourselves mentally and spiritually for the work of our upcoming Congregational Summit. Here, I would ask you to put this at the top of your prayer list, that the Spirit would flourish and that the work we do for the Kingdom of God would thrive. To that end, I want to remind you that the Summit is not for us to get together to make resolutions, but to gain a greater understanding of Redeemer's purpose here in Charleston and to bring a renewed sense of the mission and ministry where we are not neglecting the gifts God has given us. So, in our epistle lesson, we have a letter, again, about mission and ministry. And the letters to Timothy and Titus, more specifically, address pastors and have 
implications for the laity. Here in this first letter to the Thessalonians, we have Paul specifically addressing the congregation. Paul exhorts the church in Thessalonica, and he encourages us here at Redeemer, saying, We ask you to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord, to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. Now here, I immediately thought of one of our elders, Mike Sisson. Now, why Mike, you say? Well, Mike's vocation is that of a magistrate, and so he has the appellation of the Honorable Mike Sisson. And I also recall when I was first ordained of receiving some correspondence which was addressed with the honorific of the Reverend Frank C. Raffato. But why the Honorable or the Reverend? Well, because by this sobriquet, the Honorable, we are acknowledging Mike's work to ensure justice is done for the victims of crime and, yes, for the perpetrators to ensure that the noble idea of innocent until proven guilty is not subverted and the suspect is properly set to get his day in court, among the other responsibilities that Mike has. Justice is important to us, and we are signaling that his work is important. It is highly honorable work. Now, the reverend, on the other hand, is not because we revere or admire the pastor per se. Paul, in another place, reminds us that Christ gave the church pastors to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Our call to honor or revere, then, is not merely for the sake of the person, but for the work that is done. And for the pastor, it is for being God's delivery man, who dispenses the gospel by word, preaching, teaching, absolving, by sacrament, baptizing, and serving the Lord's Supper, equipping you, beloved, for the building of the body of Christ. I think it is apropos here, in light of how our church polity is set up, that this appreciation and support would extend those or to those among the laity who have taken on the mantle of leadership here at Redeemer, those whom we will pray over and install later in our service. That is our executive leadership team, the spiritual care team, elders, the facilities management team, trustees, the gospel sharing team, evangelism, the gifts and resources team, stewardship, and the discipleship team, Christian education. Not to mention other activities and teams such as community care, our second Saturday family event crew, and our Sunday servants. Now, not only do we want to be grateful for those doing this work, but my prayer as your pastor is that each of you would be seeking out how you fit into one of the myriad of opportunities to use your gifts that are available here at Redeemer. Remember, all of it is important especially considering the source of our gifts. Now, returning to the epistle, Paul continues his patient prodding of the congregation. He says, And we urge you, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all, 
See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Beloved, this is discipleship. Lifelong following and learning from Jesus. And these things are the responsibility of the entire congregation. We want to encourage each other not to be spiritually lethargic, neglecting worship, share groups, and Bible study, but to immerse ourselves in the Word together. Maybe you think your faith is faint-hearted or weak. We, your fellow disciples, are called to be patient and encouraging, not anti-intellectual, you know, saying, oh, hey, you don't need to study that, or mawkishly condescending in the face of affliction, saying, oh, now, now, everything will just be okay, even when we know it very well might not. We encourage the weak, those who have succumbed to sin, with gentleness, we urge them to repent and hear the words of absolution, not sweeping sin under the proverbial rug. This, beloved, is help in the body of Christ as we seek to build relationships with each other and with those in the greater community. Paul has more to say. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Joy, prayer, and thanksgiving are uniting. Even amid the other purposes God has for us, this Troika is certainly His will for us, both as individuals and as his people gathered and knit together here at Redeemer. We should ask that through the Holy Spirit and his grace, by means of the daily exercise of reading and doing God's word, he would preserve in us faith and his heavenly gifts, strengthen us from day to day, and keep us to the end. Therefore, Paul admonishes, do not quench the Spirit. Now, fire symbolizes the Holy Spirit, and here we do not want to put out the spiritual gifts he has given to us and is using to work through us. The disciplines of joy, prayer, and thanksgiving, then, are hope in the body of Christ. Prayer and study together allow us to grow in the knowledge of Jesus and share the message of the gospel with those who are outside the body of Christ. That is to say, to share the hope of Jesus that is within each of us, with each other, and those whom God has put in our paths. Now, Paul rounds out this teaching with a sort of benediction, saying, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This, beloved, is the part of discipleship lifelong learning from and following Jesus, that is your faith in action. This is God's sanctifying work in you as we are help in the body of Christ, being the hands, feet, and heart of Jesus. And more, as we simply do and say for and to others what Andrew in our gospel lesson said, hey, we have found the Messiah, and he brought him to Jesus. We, beloved, then our help hope, and home to each other and to others. 
And the good news for all of this is that he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen. Now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may we rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Lord, our beginning and our end, bring us with the whole creation to your glory, hidden through past ages and made known in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.